Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Welcome in to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside the full crew, Savannah Dean and Kevin Langley. Pretty good show today. Quick one, but a good one. Uh, we got a couple of coaches getting fired, retiring. College football rankings, you know, just being as boring as they usually have been the past couple weeks. And one sentence game. And I rip apart a certain NFC, AFC North team for not being like the team that's in first place. Let's get rocking and rolling, guys. Last night, we had a great game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. We had touchdowns we had backstreet boy celebrations we had a trick play by a miami hurricane travis homer and we had a interception off a double tip pass everything you'd expect in a seahawks game and more guys what did you think of the game last night i thought it was good i didn't watch a bunch of it because i thought i had to get up for work today Kevin's but on. i think i mean is anyone surprised that the Vikings lost to a good team in primetime? Yeah, no, no I'm, not, I'm not. It's not something they're good at. Kirk Cousins didn't perform horribly, which is surprising, because usually it's his fault they're losing in primetime to good teams. But I think over, like someone's going to mess up on the Vikings. This time, this time was a special teams coordinator. Yeah, that like swung the entire momentum of the game. Kev. Uh, and Dalvin Cook only getting twenty nine yards on nine carries. They should have fed him the ball more. He got hurt. Okay, Dalvin Cook for getting hurt then. Yeah. Um. I forgot. I had a heart attack this morning when I saw he was his shoulder was injured because I I like passed out during the game, and I woke up and it's I mean I have a bye week in the team that I have him. For fancy playoffs, so I'm not like hurting too bad without him, but like he'll be good to go this week. But I don't even need to. I don't even need to care. I might not even. I might set my lineup as bad as possible just for the joke of it because I have a bye week. But uh, yeah, uh, gave me a little heart attack last night. We saw I went out with a shoulder injury. Funny, they did a segment on Dalvin Cook like right before the game on how he like missed most of his rookie season, and then like last season he was hurt. 
and they said, oh, he's stayed healthy this whole season, and that's why he's like this running back to be feared. And then he gets hurt and has to leave the game. <laughs> I was just like, they do this stuff and it jinxes them, I swear. Like, you know how when a broadcaster says, oh, this guy hasn't missed a kick or has this long of a streak. Yeah, Jake Elliott during the during the uh, Eagles, uh, Eagles-Dolphins game, too. He had, we went like 49 or 49 this season or whatever, something like ridiculous like that or for field goals. And his 50th kick, he missed. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it goes, though. They're going to tell you that they can't – oh, they haven't missed a field goal in this many games or this many kicks like Gary Anderson. Oh, he hasn't missed a kick in two years. Then just shanks it. So the Vikings can't go to the Super Bowl. Or, um, you know, or uh, Blair Blair Walsh just booting one left <clears throat> against the Seahawks in the Sub-Zero game. I remember that that wasn't the playoffs, was it? Yeah, it was. 10-degree weather, Minnesota Stadium. Okay, because there he did the same thing a couple years later, not in the playoffs. And I remember that because... My friend had him on his fantasy team, and I have a video on my phone of him going, how did Blair Walsh miss that? And you could just hear me in the background laughing. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. All right. I mean, the final score is 37-30. Um, honestly, this really shakes up the playoff picture. That's the biggest thing about it is um, – because of the loss, the Saints are now in first place in the NFC, followed by the Seahawks because the Saints have the tiebreaker. And then third, you have uh, the Green Bay Packers after their dominating win over the Giants. And then you have the Dallas Cowboys on their little skid. Then you have the 49ers, the two lost 49ers. At, five, at the five seed, and then you have one of the rejects, either the Vikings, Rams, or if all hope and hell freezes over the Eagles. Or Cowboys, depending on how this rest of the season goes. <clears throat> but, guys, if we have, if they have another Minnesota-like end to their season, like last year where they basically blew a easy, a, a clinching wild card game, Mike Zimmer's gone, right? Because this is the second year in a row. They just blow it down the stretch. I I don't know if he's gone because, like, Minnesota's relevant. They're not – I don't think they're a team that people look at and go, oh, cool, we get to play the Vikings this weekend. That's a game off. And, like, last year you can't really blame him. I mean, yes, you can say that he didn't coach them well enough or something, but – this is an NFL player. He should know how to make an easy open field tackle as a guy's going to the ground. I don't I don't think he's gone after this year. I think they might give him another year or two. And then if something like this happens again or they just are awful one year, then I can see them letting him go. But at this point, the concern is that can they find a better coach on the open market? Um, I mean, there's a couple. <clears throat> <clears throat> Also looking into like a college coach maybe because they're they, like I think the problem is with Zimmer is he's too defensive oriented. But I really feel like it all comes down to how Cousins performs because now they can say it definitely puts them on the hot seat if they blow this again. <clears throat> but um yeah so 
I think it also depends on who wanted to give Cousins that contract. True. If Mike Zimmer was pushing for it, then yes, he's probably gone. But if the GM just ignored what Mike Zimmer said and gave Kirk Cousins that ridiculous contract, then I think Zimmer is safe for a while until that contract plays out because they went 13-3 and last year. Somehow, they've... They had a losing season the first two years Zimmer was there, but in the year before that they went ten and six, but then three and thirteen, six and ten. He's made Minnesota football relevant outside of Adrian Peterson and Brett Favre. Well, that was like a year, so I don't count that. But I think that Mike Zimmer's at least safe for another year or two. All right, I, I mean I, I get you. Stana, like, I feel like he's, like, where Jason Garrett was last year. Jason Garrett's still the coach. <laughs> yeah, but... And according to Jerry Jones, he will be coaching in the NFL next year. That's so bad. That's, like, the pettiest, like, Housewives of Dallas answer I've ever heard in my life. <clears throat> but, uh, all right. Speaking of head coaches getting canned, Riverboat Ron Rivera is uh, officially out at Carolina. I actually, like, was really surprised about this because he loses his quarterback week one. He, or week two, he has a, his running back playing out of his mind. He has a young rookie uh, or second-year quarterback who's barely even, like, relevant playing out of his mind. And they're winning games. Yeah, they lost to Washington, but, like, I, don't know, I, I just feel like this was kind of a raw deal. I, I really hope he bounces back, gets a good coordinator job, or even a head coaching job somewhere, because I feel like he will. I think a midseason firing for Ron Rivera is kind of ridiculous. Because – Don't they still have a winning record? No, they're 7-9 and nine right now. 7-9 and nine will be their ending record. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Did Google get you again? It might have. Also, reading's hard, okay? <laughs> I went to Alabama, guys. This, I think people forget that sometimes. You call me illiterate. No, I can write. But And they are 5-7, and seven, so they still don't have a winning record. So they have the same record as Philadelphia, basically. Um, But, I mean, he went 15-1. and one. Yes, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Cam Newton played out of his mind, but you still need coaching to go 15-1. and one. They made the playoffs, or they won the NFC South three years in a row. One of those years was with a 7-8-1 record, which is ridiculous. <clears throat> but I think if you're going to fire the guy and want to go in a new direction with the team, wait until the offseason. Firing him now won't do anything for your team. Oh, no. All it does is create unrest in the locker room. You know what's so funny? They were always talking all season about the um, the new the new owner <clears throat> who replaced Jerry Richardson and how he had no loyalty to Cam Newton. Well, clearly he has no loyalty to Ron Rivera. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting going forward. Savannah, what do you think? That it's just, like, rude for them to fire him like, right in the middle of the season. He's How rude? <laughs> I mean, it is if you think about it. Like, hasn't he won Coach of the Year multiple times? He's had great. He's had really good success with this team, and I just think it's 
very disrespectful to just fire him in mid-season. I, I didn't even think he was necessarily on the hot seat. I figured that if they missed the playoffs, that they'd probably, the team would probably be making some changes, but definitely in the offseason. Like you said, I don't think it's going to help the team anymore than they already are. They're probably going to finish the season going about – they might go 5-11, honestly. Uh, or like 6-10. and 10. Like it's not – like this doesn't help. It only really hurts it. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm just confused on it. When I saw the news, I was genuinely surprised. I did not expect this whatsoever. And I don't know where they go from here. Like what coach is going to be on the market that they want to fill that? <laughs> Jake Rudin. <sighs> no. <laughs> actually, actually. Creative offensive coach, um, Swiss Army, all inhuman Swiss Army knife, and a lot of weapons at receiver, and probably a top fifteen draft pick. I, I, I think Jay Gruden could do something with that. He's not a bad coach. He was just put in a bad ownership. I don't think he's a bad coach, but I don't think he's like this coach that's going to be this person that turns this a franchise around to get back to the playoffs. <clears throat> Savannah, they're like a not. They were they were a door knocking playoff team for the last like four or five years, or like getting into the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. It's not like they're like the Browns who needed like a complete resurrection and exorcism. They needed just like a nice little kick in the butt and a and a, and a, and a redirection. Right. Jake Gruden can do that. So uh, I mean, I feel like he'd be the perfect fit there, or maybe um like a James Franklin from um Penn State. Something like that. All right. Speaking of college coaches, Chris Peterson announced that he will be retiring at the end. Oh, actually, no, he is done. This, he's done. He's uh, retiring. Uh, his defensive coordinator uh, will be taking over as the head coach. Um, Kind of caught me off guard a little bit, but I was listening to about it more and more this morning. It makes sense because college coaching is ridiculous. Between recruiting – and like the constant like watch of violations, you're responsible for everybody associated with your football program. So, I mean, maybe you just need a year away, honestly. And I, I don't blame him. Also, Washington's in a weird spot because their team isn't bad, but they have Utah and Oregon and USC to swing around with every year. So it 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 was kind of maybe he was just kind of just done with the rat race for a year. He might end up going to a better program after taking a year off. Who knows? But um, pulling an Urban Meyer. But um, yeah. What do you guys think about the Chris Peterson uh, resignation? Um, I don't know if he's gonna leave. He might be done because he's staying with Washington in an advisory role. I don't know. So I feel like I, I'm not saying he's gonna stay there forever. I just don't know if it'll be next year. It might be two, three years down the line. Because he's only 55. Wow, he's younger than my dad. But I think, I mean, I won't call him a great coach, but he's a really good coach. Really good offensive coach. Led uh, Washington to the college football playoffs. Promptly got spanked. But, I mean, did some good things with Boise State. Two-time Bryant Award winner. Also, don't compare him to Urban Meyer. He is not faking a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. to spend time with his family, taking a job as a commentator for a year, and then going to Ohio State once things started looking bad at Florida. 
Savannah, a rebuttal to that comment? I know you can't see me, but I'm holding my middle finger up right now. <laughs> Tell me where I'm wrong. Whatever. I'm... Exactly. Okay. And they did the same thing at Ohio State. Once all these allegations came out against their assistant coach, Urban was like, you know what? I'm done. Deuces. <laughs> Have fun dealing with this fallout. I will be teaching a class for a year, and then I'll go to USC or something. Bye. Better not go to another college. I'll be so sad. You know he's going to. He did the same thing to Florida. I know, but you didn't know it was going to happen. Going like, to USC would be sick. That man can recruit like crazy. He would make USC like Pete Carroll level within a year. I would also like to point out Savannah's like, no, he can do that to other teams, just not my teams. Right. Just like just like how she defended Aaron Rodgers today on Twitter. Whatever. I did not say anything wrong. Okay, just because it wasn't wrong doesn't mean it's not rude. Savannah, he is a class A, like, he's known to be a class A tool to, like, his family. Like, it's been known so that's the only thing is like, you know, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know the guy personally. Like, I don't know, maybe I'd hit it off with Aaron Rodgers, but like the rumors, like, I, yeah, maybe it's his jealous younger brother, but there's been multiple reports from like ex-teammates and, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because there's an Instagram, but you got to have a, like when there's smoke, there's fire. So I, I feel like Kevin was in the right on that one, especially since uh, Kevin has all the right in the world to make a bad mom joke. Her so. birthday's this week. Fun fact. <laughs> you gonna send her a trash can? No, probably just won't see her again. Aaron Rodgers' birthday was yesterday. Whose birthday was yesterday? Aaron Rodgers. Oh wow. Ironic. Two people whose families dislike each other's birthdays within the same <laughs> week. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a Heather Langley of uh, the NFL. No, Aaron oh. Rodgers still like works. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. All right, we've got My dad's going to listen to this and just go, God damn it, Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, I got him I got him all gassed up. All right. Last, before we jump into the one-sentence game here, college football rankings, and nothing's changed. Any comments? Um, I think the college football playoff rankings are dumb. Oh, yeah, I do, too. Like, they don't know what they want. They <laughs> Some weeks they go best record. Other weeks they go best team. And it makes no sense. I'm not arguing that Alabama should be in the top four. They shouldn't be in the college football playoff this year. I don't think they should be top ten, honestly. Really? That's no. After they lost to their only two ranked teams. Yes, by a combined eight points. But still, if you're going to play a joke schedule with a couple ranked teams in your conference, you have to win those games. However, however, if they want to go by best team, then Baylor, Wisconsin, Florida, and Penn State should not be ahead of Alabama. I'm sorry, but if you put Alabama on the field with any of those teams, Alabama's winning nine times out of ten. And Auburn is also ahead of them in the rankings. I'm okay with that. They lost to Auburn. Auburn should be ahead of them in the rankings. Auburn is clearly the better team. But they have a 9-3 and three record. So it's this weird combination of, well, we want the better record. But if you're a good team, if you're the better team, we'll put you high too. They need to pick a clear and concise way with which they are deciding these. And just tell people. That will get rid of so many issues. People will not complain as much. 
and I just hate the committee. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still have a little bone to pick with them putting Ohio State at one for this temporary segment because they're not even in Alabama's, LSU's atmosphere. Um, Clemson, they're going to win out because Virginia is trash. You know I know? My Hurricanes beat them. Um, fun fact, um, they're going to be probably three undefeated teams in the playoff this year. I, I, that's only happened, like, what, once, twice? Possibly. And then you're going to have probably one loss Baylor, one loss Oklahoma, or one loss uh, um, Utah, barring a Georgia loss. If Georgia somehow pulls it out, then it's going to be probably – uh, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, LSU. I think if Georgia gets blown out by, like, bad by LSU, I don't mean, like, LSU wins by two or three touchdowns. I mean, if LSU can put up the point total they did on A&M this week and win 50-7 to and Utah or Oklahoma win, I can see them getting in ahead of Georgia. I don't think Georgia's getting in to lose. Well, I think they might. I think there's a chance. I, it's like if I was going to bet, if I was going to put the most money, let's say I had 150 bucks, or no, 200 bucks to throw down on three teams, Baylor, Georgia, and and um, Baylor slash Georgia. Baylor's, okay, fine, four teams. Baylor, Oklahoma, Georgia, and Utah. Uh, barring a Georgia loss by at least seven points. Um, cause the only way I would see this happening is that Georgia basically was only lost by like, like a field goal, but I would probably throw about maybe hundred of that, hundred of that 200 on Utah. I throw about 25 each on the two dummies from the big 12 and I throw 50 on Georgia. I really think Utah gets, especially if they smack Oregon, which they will, because I was listening to like what like that team's about, and I was looking at their stats. Kev, they're built like an SEC team. Yes, it's against Pac-12 teams, but they're big, they're physical, they play defense. Their quarterback is athletic and manages the game. It screams SEC. So, I mean, it's easy to look like an SEC team against the Pac-12. I know, but I feel like they're going to dominate an Oregon team that's not very physical. So, I don't. Know, I think it's also going to come down to again. What the committee's logic is, which a lot of times it seems like they don't have any. I think they need to start making that some replacements on that committee because I think they're too SEC biased right now. Even though the team I want to win the whole thing, my pick, LSU, is SEC. LSU should be at it. But, like, if they want best team, you have the argument for Georgia to be there. True. I know. And this record? is why there should be six teams, because I could make the case for Baylor or Oklahoma and Utah all getting in along with, you know, the, the three undefeated teams. So I would I'd be th- wild if there were six and it was two Big 12 teams, two SEC teams, but only one Big 10 team. That's because the Big Ten's trash this year. They're like a bunch of fake good teams. Because Penn State is just, ugh. Michigan's, ugh. and then uh, Wisconsin's hanging on to being relevant by the skin of their teeth. And we all know how well, um, you know, 
Iowa did and Minnesota. So basically it's Ohio State and a bunch of crap. But not as bad as like how like Clemson is three billion miles ahead of the next team in the ACC. But um, yeah, so that's what I got for that. I mean, we're going to start off the one-sentence game right now because it's everyone's favorite segment, and I'm super excited about it. No bar, no hold bar, hold bar, no holds barred, guys. English is hard. <laughs> all right, kicking it off with the Thursday games. By the way, we all went one and two on Thursday. Um, the Chicago Bears. Jesus, it took a third string quarterback for the Bears to win that game. Yikes. Wait, I thought we all picked the Lions, the Bills, and the Saints. No, we all. Oh, wait, no, we went two and one. Sorry. I was gonna say. Thank God Savannah's paying attention. <laughs> I, w- I was a little drunk on Thursday. I think I just got stuck in my head that it was like those are the teams we all picked. So here we go. We got you know, I like I said, it's like the Bears, the third string quarterback, uh, Kev. Mitch played well. Question mark. I mean, he played okay, like 338 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, 29 for 38. But I, that's not like a question mark. I think it's a fine game. I'm just confused. <laughs> I don't get it. I give up trying to understand Mitch, the enigma that is Mitch Trubisky. No, he's not an enigma. You know what you're going to get with him. 150 yards, zero touchdowns, and maybe a pick. And a, at least one fumble. And apparently this week, he just decided, you know what, guys? It's Thanksgiving. Let's just make everyone thankful for me for once. But that's so crazy that he actually, like, plays decent, and it was still a good game against third-string quarterback for the Lions. Kid's not – the quarterback for the Lions is legit. Um, Wow. Savannah, what's your sentence? Uh, Kenny Galladay. Star of the game, my loss, but star of the game. He looked damn good. One of the best deep ball receivers in the league. Oh. Um, next up, Bills and Cowboys. Nobody circles the wagons like Josh Allen in the Buffalo Bills. Also, Cowboys suck. They do. It's a fact. The NFC East sucks. What was it? Wasn't it like... Two turnovers on consecutive play, or on two or three turnovers on consecutive plays for the Cowboys. Something ridiculous. Like I was watching this game, just smiling. It was just, it was hilarity. Jeez, uh, this is my sentence is the Cowboys are garbage. I hope I, whoever plays them in the playoffs is lucky, or whoever plays Philly in the playoffs is lucky. <laughs> whoever plays the NFC East is lucky. I mean, I'd be if I was an NFC NFC team though. Home field at Philadelphia is a lot worse than home field at Dallas. Like it's a lot easier to play at Dallas than it is at Philly, just because of the weather and the snow and this de- the demon spawn clan we call fans. But um, also the Eagles actually have playoff experience. But anyway, yeah, no, the Cowboys are trash. Savannah, what do you got? How's it fair that the Cowboys are in the playoffs? Like, be realistic. Because life isn't fair, Savannah. Get used to it. 
mean, there have been seven and nine teams to make the playoffs for, and they've won games. That's just, but they won't, but they won't win games. Yeah. So stacked. They're going to play the Niners first round or the Seahawks and get absolutely run off the field. Exactly. I mean, the um, 2014 Panthers went seven, eight, and one, won the wild card game against the Cardinals, and then I think I forget what year it was, but I remember it was a uh, Matt it was, Hasselbeck. Um, 2010. When Matt yeah. Hasselbeck was a quarterback of the Seahawks. Beast mode game. Yeah, like it, it's doable. You can see this team going into the playoffs and just go, oh, they're not going to win a game. And then they pull off the upset of the century. All right. Falcons and Saints, welcome to the Taysom Hill show. Taysom Hill is Steve Young 2.0. All right. Pump the brakes. Hey, I know they said that. Sean Payton said that, not me. I want. Like, I know we're a satire website for writing for for the most part, but like, can we just like pump the brakes on that just a little bit? Fine. Taysom Hill is Steve Young light, real light, double filtered. Uh, Savannah, what do you got? I'm low key sad that the Falcons couldn't win this game. I mean, I know I had the Saints pick, but I thought that they were going to look like they did last time, but now they're not even in the playoff contention. Oh, here we go. Browns and Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh started it, and Pittsburgh finished it. <laughs> Kevin? I think the Steelers didn't start Mason Rudolph for his health. Well, they started so he would keep his health. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, they did not want him to get his brains bashed in again with a helmet. So they were just like, hey, a duck, why don't you go out there? Savannah? The Browns are not good. <laughs> like, wow. I hate, I hate, Hot I take. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. They just. They can't. They can't finish games. They would have such a better record if they knew how to finish games. Or you know, not be crybabies. But anyway, um, Packers and Giants. Gee, snowy game. Aaron Rodgers was a lot of touchdown passes, and the Giants suck. Next, Kevin. Aaron Rodgers is good. Like this isn't surprising. The Giants suck. <laughs> Giants secondary is so bad. Me and Kevin could probably get some snaps. Savannah. Aaron Rodgers now has 23 games with four more touchdown passes to this season. Only two other quarterbacks have done that. And I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Just just really hiding that bias. All right. (laughs) Philly and Miami. Carson plays great, but the defense forgot how to play football after the first quarter. I love it. <laughs> go die. I want to see the Dolphins go 7-9. and nine. Tell me that wouldn't be incredible. Actually, you know what? I am actually rooting for that, too. Even though I want, like, Christian Wilkins to, like, you know, go away and die after laughing at us. It's all right. Philly, Philly, Philly's a, a city about revenge, so just ask Brady and the Patriots. Um, oh, wow. Congrats. You guys got your revenge, like, 
12 years later. It just took us to not have a moron at quarterback for us to do it. Or not having a moron as a head coach, <clears throat> Chip Kelly. Um, Savannah? I'm happy for the Dolphins. You and guys I- love reveling in my misery, don't you? Or no, you- I just really want to see the Dolphins go 7-9. I think that would be hysterical because then they get like a mid – like an early to mid first round draft pick, and then they suck next year too. True. Or yeah. you know they can still trade up. That's like the other thing. Like they have so many picks, they can still trade up. Yeah, but also if they didn't want to give up their picks, to try and build the best roster. What players would they trade? I don't know. They traded all their good players. All well, like- they still have Xavier Howard, and they still have Rashard Jones. They still have Devonte Parker. They still have some pieces. I stand corrected. They do have players to trade. Devontae Parker is probably the only one that would be like worth a lot, though. Xavier Howard's a shutdown cornerback. He's just coming off of IR. That'd be the problem. I mean, some team's probably dumb enough to trade for Josh Rosen again. <laughs> oh, my God, New York Giants. Um, who said that? Maybe not them, but... I mean, uh, Chargers, Cleveland Browns. Oh my gosh, no! (laughs) I can see the Chargers trading for him. Oh, I I could too. I thought they should have traded for him. Remember when Rosen came out and said that he was pissed that he fell what to like number ten or something, and now he's not even playing. (laughs) Josh Rosen should have been Mister Irrelevant. Let's be honest. (laughs) Basically, that's what he is in real life now. Um, oh god, that was. Painful to talk about. All right. Um, Buccaneers and Jaguars. Minshew Mania is back. God, they were. God, the Nick Foles Carson Wentz arguments basically dead in the water. Jameis Winston, you need to throw more picks, buddy. I'm rooting for this record to be broken. So am I, Jameis. For the hope of all humanity, you have to throw like six interceptions next week. I don't care. You've got to literally just throw it to the linebacker like you're playing toss. Look, week 17, Jameis, I don't care. You guys aren't making the playoffs. Tank for a draft pick. Just stare down Desmond Trufant and just throw him the ball every time. The man deserves some picks, man. He went like an entire season last year without one. Savannah. Nick Foles saga is very odd. He is like he is a guy I hope to God they do a football life on because it's gonna be so weird. So weird. I mean, I Loki hope he comes back and is like really good next season, but I really hope this injury did not ruin him. I well, don't know if it was the injury that ruined him. I think it's also the team he plays for that ruined him too. I think it's also he's not in Philly. That ruined him. Second stint in Philly won a Super Bowl. First stint in Philly threw 27 touchdowns to two picks, I think. Yep. Then he left, bounced around. He played for the Rams and I think another team. Chiefs. Chiefs. He came over with Peterson. He debated retiring because he was not good. I think he can't play well if he's not in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform. I mean, I feel like he could be a good, serviceable replacement for a team with a bad quarterback situation, namely a um, 
a surprise retirement from old Philip over there in San Diego. Boston. Wait, where? Whatever. <laughs> because Nick like Foles, they have to develop a guy. Nick Foles went to Michigan State. Arizona. Well, he was drafted out of Michigan State. No, oh. never mind. He went to Michigan State for a year. My apologies. Yeah, he was he he got recruited to Michigan State, but transferred out because of uh, Connor Cook and Kirk Cousins. However, is it just he can't play well unless he's in a green uniform? Yeah. No, actually, he played like crap at Michigan State. You can see the field. He played great at Arizona. Jared, let me make my point. Shut up. I think you should sign with the Jets. Ooh. You know, Sam Darnold's out there kissing middle school teachers. You don't know what disease he's going to get next. He's getting drunk after wins, making out with random girls at bars. They need a reliable backup, and Nick Foles is that reliable backup. He only plays well when he is the backup. And they're not going to make a Super Bowl, but still. Watch Nick Foles against the Jets to a Super Bowl. I would die. Because <laughs> Kevin put it in the universe. All right. Um, oh, what's next on the list? Panthers and Redskins. Bye bye, Ron Rivera. I don't even know what to think about this game. <laughs> Darius Geis played well. I know. Like, he actually exists. I thought he was just a figment of our imagination. Yeah. His ACL's not messed up. Quinn Haskins, woo! Woo, 147 passing yards, 13 for 25. Yeah, he's great. Really deserving that high first-round pick. Trash! Hey, continuing the long-standing tradition of Ohio State quarterbacks being completely irrelevant in the NFL. Okay, I'm tired of you. But he's hitting those There hasn't been a good Ohio State quarterback in the NFL, I don't think, ever. Unless you count Terrell Pryor as a wide receiver. Hey, Terrell Pryor had that one run as a quarterback. Yeah, 98 yards for the Raiders or whatever, and it was amazing to watch. Did you see Cardell Jones tweeted out a picture of ESPN covers with different quarterbacks? It was him, JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, and um, Joe Burrow. And it was, like, all in the same quarterback room. Congrats. That means Joe Burrow's going to be irrelevant once he gets to the NFL. Unless, unless he smelt the irrelevancy and transferred. That's the real reason he went to LSU. Yeah, because he's like, there's something brewing that's bad in the water here. I got to make sure I get out. And when you decide to go to an SEC program because you don't like your quarterback prospects somewhere else... That's an issue. And the funny thing is, LSU hasn't produced, like, bad quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Flynn wasn't terrible. And then, you know, there was Jamarcus Russell. He was the top ten pick. It's just he had no work out of it. Yeah, like, LSU produces, like, they look okay in college to good. But then once they come to the NFL, they're just kind of meh. Well, because usually under less miles, they didn't care about quarterbacks. 
No, under Nick Saban, they didn't care about quarterbacks. So, so, uh, Ed Orgeron's the first head coach to realize, hey, if I leave my offense alone with a good quarterback and a good coach, we'll win games. Ed Orgeron, revolutionary. <laughs> Ed Orgeron is my spirit animal. That is a man who will not leave that job until somebody like pulls him out of his office. All right, um, 49ers at Ravens. Um, why was this not the game of the week or the East Sunday football game? Seriously. I had to literally check the highlights because it wasn't in my area code. I had to watch the Bengals beat the Jets or the Giants get smacked by the Packers. Like, what the hell, NFL? Also... Um, Ravens are the best team in football right now. Ravens are the best team in football, but the 49ers are still really good. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, they lost. I'm like, yeah, by three to a team that smacked New England around and smacked Houston around. Who, and, like, you know, Baltimore is not a bad team. Savannah. Justin Tucker is amazing. Oh, yeah. He's he's literally like this generation's Vinatieri. Vinatieri can retire. Vinatieri's so old. He's the last three generations of Vinatieri. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rams and Cardinals. Yeah, I wasn't surprised about this one. Next. I'm surprised the Rams didn't blow it somehow. Well, I just need the Rams to win one more game. They just have to beat Dallas, and then they can go back to being irrelevant. Savannah? People are saying that the Rams are relevant now, and they can make a playoff run, and blah, blah, and the Rams still aren't good because they need the three-win Cardinals. Alrighty. Next up, Chargers and Broncos. The who doesn't want to win more bowl and the Broncos didn't want to win as much as they wanted to win. Winning. Philip Rivers, just retire already. I don't think that was pass interference. At the end of the game, that caused the Broncos to win. I don't think that was pass interference, but whatever. Not like this game was relevant. Yeah, I mean, it's basically who's just going to finish in last place in this division. (laughs) Hey, it's important for draft position. True. Um, Next up. The game we all airmailed in the picks, the uh, Chiefs and the uh, Raiders. Oh. Um, Yowch. That's all I'm going to say. Kev? Patrick Mahomes only passed for 175 yards and touchdown, and they still blew them out. Yeah. John Gruden can be happy after the last two weeks, man. 
come back and beat the Titans next week. I really thought they were going to be in this game. After getting blown out by a team that's, like, not good, not really that good, you would think that they'd be able to come back and fix things, and they didn't. They're just a confusing team. They're also very young. So, like, they're probably going through a lull right now. Yeah. I do think that, and I hate saying this, but I do think that Derek Carr is, like, a problem. Like, at first I didn't want to say it, but now I feel like, like, he's not the one to, like, scrim outside of the pocket. He hardly runs. He's just, he still has two years on his, like, kind of expensive contract, so I doubt they're going to get rid of him because I know John Gruden likes him. But they should really start looking at quarterbacks, especially with how good this quarterback draft can be. Maybe draft a project quarterback who's not going to be ready for a year or two. I don't know, something to think about. Right, exactly. Um, Next up, Patriots and Texans. The demons are gone. The Texans finally beat the Patriots in something. Also, get Tom Brady a deep threat. The poor man doesn't deserve to go down like this. Kev? Tom Brady had his best offensive showing of the year, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) The Patriots are 0-2 against real teams. That's so crazy. And finally, Vikings and the Seahawks. The Seahawks have the best touchdown celebrations this year, which means by default they're going to win the Super Bowl. That is all. I mean, I don't really have a sense of this, but you're not wrong. The Bears came out with the Super Bowl shuffle and immediately won the Super Bowl. The Eagles had the electric slide after they smoked the Bears, and then, yep, there, there you go. I watched that on live TV. I was laughing so hard. I swear to God that somebody in the bar thought I was dying. Kirk Cousins is 0-8 on Monday Night Football. And guess who plays Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football Week 16? You'll never guess. Who... It's the Packers. Oh, God. <laughs> so, hopefully 0-9. Wow, the Packers need a win so bad, they're excited about playing the Vikings in primetime. They need to play the Vikings in primetime, because otherwise they might lose. That's not true. I'm just stating a fact. That's <laughs> not true that if they play it in a non-primetime time slot, they might not lose? Oh, my God. Kevin, stop it, man. She's going to come through the, the screen and smack you. <laughs> He's been on my ass all day, hasn't he? Oh, oh yeah, no. I, I've, I honestly have enjoyed him, you know. Like, I mean, I thought we were going to have you all gassed up for the show. You were going to come out in the first five minutes and tell him to F off, so... <laughs> I know he's just taking his anger out because both of his teams lost. Oof. Hey, mine did too, so show some respect. Respect. All right. But you're not acting like he is. Yeah, (laughs) I've just given up on life when it comes to football right now. All right, Kevin, do you got some weird stuff for us? I do. What do you got? As Savannah wanted to point out, this weekend, the Patriots and Alabama both lost. That has not happened in eight years. 
on the weekend of November 5th to 6th, 2011, when both teams did not win their respective games that week. Wow. And I think it's funny that Savannah is giving me so much shit for this because she knows how good my teams are, how blessed I was to be born five minutes from Foxborough, how blessed I was to go to the University of Alabama. She knows I have it good, and she knows that she's not going to get many opportunities to make fun of me like this. As an Ohio State fan, she doesn't know what it's like to win multiple national championships in a five-year period during her lifetime. As a Packers fan, she doesn't know what it's like to win more than one Super Bowl in the 21st century. So she just lashes out like this when she can. I won't hurt you. <laughs> well, all right, all right, settle at down. Least my quarterback's family loves him. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down, all right? Come on. Savannah, this is, I think, like... You need to come up with some ammunition to nail Kevin with on Thursday, so. What's she going to say that could hurt me? Of yeah, all the things that you guys have heard I'll, me said. You can't insult Kevin because he insults himself too much. <laughs> oh, wow, you left. All right, well, I'm going to last call. <laughs> we have a first on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin has officially walked off the set. All right. Oh my god, last call. Oh lordy, 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 lordy. Um so the Baltimore Ravens are officially 10 and 2. The Oh, his computer died. Alright, well. <laughs> we'll finish the show without him. Alrighty, so Savannah, this is actually prepared for you and your night your very nice boyfriend, Cody. So Lamar Jackson adopted a model this year, and I love it. I'm actually about to buy his T-shirt. It's nobody cares, work harder. And I was listening to I'll Kick the Covers this morning because, you know, I'm up early, and Clay Travis is just cynical and evil enough where it makes me not as miss Kevin as much. Um, so when I was listening to this, he talked about the difference between him and the Cleveland Browns. And I talked about Freddie Kitchens wearing the they started shirt. So, Freddie Kitchens will be fired again this year. We all know that. But it doesn't matter who is going to t- touch that team. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback or who runs the GM. It starts from the top with Jimmy Haslam and his wife openly supporting Miles Garrett. Yes, I am Team Miles Garrett, but you know what? You got to be somewhat professional in a setting like this. Also, Lamar Jackson's shirt, Nobody Cares Work Harder, is so appropriate because all you saw in the offseason was Baker Mayfield talking about nobody's giving us a shot. Everyone's downing us. And Lamar Jackson's just like, bro, I'm just going to outwork you. I'm going to outrun you. I'm going to outthrow you. And I'm going to outplay you. Their defense has, except for Earl Thomas and Marcus Peters, has no superstars. Their offense, besides Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram is all a bunch of no-name guys and a rookie, a rookie for Trump pick. John Harbaugh is a superior coach, and Ozzie Newsom's replacement, whose name escapes my mind at this point, is a superior um, GM. That organization has run better, the team has run better, and the quarterback has run better by in his own head. I am pulling so hard for Lamar Jackson now because I used to root for Baker Mayfield a lot. 
I, um, I really looked at this and I said to myself, you know what? You just, it's, 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 it sucks for the Browns because there were so much high hopes. They're going to trade Odell in the off season. Um, and it's going to just be another year of mediocrity. They're not going to be crap, but they're going to be like eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine because their culture hasn't changed. They got, they got, oh, we're the renegades. Well, my, you got to win games first. You got to be able to block. And, uh, yeah, so shout out to Lamar Jackson. Um, I love, I love his segment. All right. So that about wraps it up today, folks. Uh, 51 minute episode. Woohoo. Lucky number. Uh, for me and Savannah and our boy, Kevin, who went down for the count. I think Savannah like cut his power and she's about to go attack him right now. <laughs> but, um, I'm Jared. That's Savannah. I'm saying goodbye for Kevin. We will see you guys on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.